Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, I'm Emily. I am a Ball State student and. I'm a volunteer with Students Demand Action and an Everytown uh, Survivor Fellow. And anything I say today is on behalf of myself, not the organizations I work for. Uh, this is me talking, telling my story, joking around with some pals, and that is all there is. Hey guys, Joey here. Quick disclaimer, um, most of the time, when I say something as a joke, and then she responds as a joke, hey, it's a joke. So don't take uh, the banter too seriously. Um, enjoy the episode. I just don't want to perjure her with, with my joke in manner. So enjoy the episode. I live in Muncie. Oh, we don't have, yeah. Are you going back next semester? Yes. Or what's up? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going back. I don't know why I'm just showing here. But thank you. Did you drive back here to just to do this? And my mom asked me if I wanted to have a sleepover, so I've been there for like a couple days because she wanted to hang out. So you're just too much in demand. Yeah, it's hard. People just—it's hard being you. People just it, love you. It is, yeah. For first Nick, and now my mom. <laughs> everybody wants to. They're what so do they obsessed with do? me. Yeah, <laughs> they're obsessed with you. And then yeah. us. I mean, I hounded you on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, shit, that's true. Even though I had your number. Yeah, you had my. No- that's why I was so confused. Because we were all, like, DMing, and I'm like, Joey literally has my phone Don't you number. think it was funny how we were both using exclamation points a lot? I noticed that. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> well, I didn't mean funny. I, mean <laughs> <laughs> I meant ironic. You comedian. <laughs> you. I just, every time I, I don't know, I thought it was more. I, g- I use a lot of exclamation points. I don't normally. Really? But I was, ma- I was trying to match the energy you were given, oh. I guess. I thought you were excited to do the podcast. Now I find no, out you I use am. it for everyone. No, no, don't. I'm thrilled. I'm very excited. This is exciting. Well, we we have a lot of fun on this podcast. We try to at least. I'm I'm gonna listen to your other. I mean, there are other episodes. No, no you're, you're the, the first one. one. Wait, <laughs> are you serious? No, no we've, we've no. had. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that we was so in sync, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to start with you. Put a lot of pressure on you. In this. No, um, right. We've had a good amount. Do you remember Sam Houston from HSE Speech? He was the pretty one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We had him on. And we talked to him, I think, for two hours. Which oh, my God. About what? His eyes. They're just so dreamy. We got mm. sucked in. We talked about a lot. Okay. His hair. <laughs> his hair, his eyes. He was the crush of everyone on the speech, <laughs> in the speech world. I actually, like, don't remember his name, but when you said pretty one from HSC, that was just, like, I was like, oh, yeah. You're probably thinking of me. 
nobody was thinking you. I'm sorry. No, I think I was thinking of Sam. Yeah, was he, he was gorgeous, <laughs> dude. He would get up on stage. And, like, it's all speech guys. So it's, like, I don't want to categorize, but, like, fives and blows. And then <laughs> Sam Houston would pop up looking like fucking Adonis. And, of course, he's winning. Of course. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, I mean, in the competition, it's a, I don't know. We it's all politics. To, it's all politics. It's he has rigged. That, he has that quarterback face. For the rest of us, five then blows. <laughs> it's hard, the speech world. Oh, you know I wasn't. <laughs> no, no, stop it. We'll stop the recording. Um, <laughs> but it was like him and Max Keithley, they would go up together and be like, well, this isn't fair. <laughs> this is not fun. Who we also had on, we had Max on. Oh, nice, nice. So. So speaking of politics, tell us a little bit about uh, <laughs> Moms Demand Action. Well, Moms Demand Action is a group of uh, moms and others created by Shannon Watts in 2008, Okay, I want to say. Um, and so basically what we do, it's uh, a lot of uh, activism work uh, for safe and sensible gun laws. We uh, work on different campaigns, uh, electing different candidates. Um, but yeah, a lot of what we do is at the local and state level. Um, we also do some work uh, nationally, but um, yeah, so I'm part of Students Demand Action, and I'm the president of um, Students Demand Action at Ball State. I started in that position second semester of my freshman year, so it's been probably about a year okay. now. what yeah. size of a group is it at ball state is it pretty well you know it's been rough mm -hmm. like right now when we were in person things were going pretty well um i think technically so we have this like online database where anyone who has added us or joined the group mm -hmm. is like in that database so i can send you know mass emails to yeah. the group and i think there's about 50 of them um, now, how many people actually show up, that's a different story. Uh, but also, you know, you can't blame anyone right now. It's, it's so hard to find motivation to be involved in anything other than what you have to do. So, yeah, but hopefully uh, we'll be able to start doing more recruiting and get our numbers up. Um, that's probably my main goal right now um, is trying to find a way to, like, engage the freshman class and find a way to um appeal to them because uh, it is it's hard because you can't even go in the dorms you know yeah. you can't have meetings in the dorms to get people interested so yeah it's been a struggle right now and i'm sure like flyer work or something that would work in years past is pretty right i mean efficient. most of our classes are for i have one in-person yeah, class for this next semester it's not like you can uh, get up in front of those classes no and i put up like 50 flyers last semester um and honestly it's a struggle because sometimes like you'll find that just all of a sudden the flyers are down yeah. and things like that so um i don't know it's give and take yeah. i i i put up flyers for a club i'm in at iu and i just put it up and like literally 30 seconds walked away 30 seconds came back and it was just the staples yeah. People like just do dumb shit to paraphernalia. To do dumb shit, yeah. yeah. Well, not paraphernalia. Well, I, <laughs> I don't mean to call it paraphernalia, but uh, to. Uh, but it could be. But it could and be. they're all under arrest. It's coded right messaging. Now. Yeah. But people will do. Like, if you see a poster up, it's not lasting. No, right. So that's got to be tough with that. How have you been going about engaging people? Um. Or trying to, at least. Right. Uh, a lot of it, social media. Mm -hmm. um, we also do have local Moms Demand Action groups. So I've, you know, I'm 
constantly in touch with them, trying to do. Amy Cole Rivera. She, she's um, in Moms Demand Action, I believe. Who so. is it? She is a candidate that ran I- against Todd Houston. In District 37. She was our house. house oh, rep. gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. She's in Moms Demand Action, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, a lot of our moms. So we actually have a really cool program where, well, usually we'll all travel. All of the uh, like leaders um, travel to a conference and um, they actually have the option to go through a training for running for office. Um, so it, when you're in Moms Demand Action, you get a lot of resources uh, if you would like to run for office. I mean, that's just volunteers right at your fingertips mm-hmm. also because we're able to dedicate time and resources and money to gun sense candidates. And, well, it's even better when it's, you know, people who uh, previously volunteered. It, if they get elected, they're not able to uh, – continue volunteering just because conflict of interest but you know it's it's really great to have those resources and um have so many people behind you and be able to kind of coach you through that process too yeah is that something that interests you have you gone through that program or is it just reserved for people of age um i wouldn't really say it's reserved for uh the moms i mean you know, like, I've thought about it if it's something that I would want to do um, in the future. Um, I also have a bit of a mouth and an attitude, though, and my Twitter isn't super professional, <laughs> so I don't know Your if... Instagram is, though. Not oh, really. Not if they find the meme page. Not if they find the meme page. Not if they know about my meme page, and <laughs> I just, like... Well, now they do, so... Right, and uh, now... Did I... Fucked. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joey. I'll go back no, through. Yeah. I'll clean this up. No, that's fine. This is I'm actually on here just to promote my meme. That's page. what I was going to say. Yeah, my 130 <laughs> page with 130 followers. That's why we reached out. I saw the meme page. Well, like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's a big deal. I needed something for my Discord chat. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be up for the like yeah. scrutiny. Well, I don't know because p- politics are changing a little bit. Yeah. In the way that. There's less barriers, less scrutiny. There's more forgiveness for, like, saying shit, having a big mouth, sassy attitude. Right, right. Yeah, you got AOC in there who's talking shit all the time. You're right, right? you're right. So I don't. it might be changing. I have a question, about another question about Moms Demand Act. Yes. I was on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was on their website, mm-hmm. and they claim to be nonpartisan. But right. But like you said, you guys invest in political campaigns. So how does that work? Right. So we are nonpartisan. We invest in political uh, or invest time in political candidates um, when they are for gun sense laws. Would it most of those candidates be? I'm not trying to grill you. No, 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 no. I understand. Yeah. So most of them are. Um, But we also work with Republican lawmakers. I've had the chance to meet with uh, my representative. uh, Representative Goodrich, mm-hmm. and so we do work with them. Are we going to campaign for them when they are constantly voting against our um, mission? No, but are we going to meet with them and try to get on the same page and try to come to an understanding? Absolutely. Um, yes, when it comes to advocating for campaigns, um, encouraging volunteers to donate to these campaigns or volunteer their own personal time. Yes, in the end, it's mostly going to be um, Democratic candidates. Um, but 
that's because the divide right now is so deep. I mean, you're not going to see a lot of Republican candidates um, be openly, uh, you know, uh, in support yeah, of yeah, stronger gun legislation. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of how it ends up being. Um, but we would hope that it's not always going to be like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely a peak polarization right now. And every time I say that, it gets somehow worse, worse, <laughs> yeah. more polarized. So yeah. I, I think at some point there's going to be it, it's going to have to go up. Right. And maybe. I, right. I, I mean, you think about it. It's like it's it's literally never been like this. It yeah. really hasn't. And I've I talked to one of my professors about it and he told me and he is I mean, he is pretty much as Republican as it gets, I feel like. But um we both we like to banter and like talk off of each other and things and he told me that still never in his life has he voted straight ticket Mm -hmm. but lately he has because it's so polarized yeah but when he was younger he never did he also had candidates like that right weren't either here or here so Okay, well, on one end of the yeah. spectrum or another, <laughs> we'll add video as, I, as I'm making hand gestures <laughs> to an audio podcast, <laughs> God. We'll, we'll put in a camera here. That's what we were talking about, Max. Captions. Captions? <laughs> on the pod? Yeah, on the <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> It's like no. the genius lyrics going Yeah, by. exactly. Yeah. Just, just like with the little asterisks. Tells like you what we mean and everything. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Maybe Spotify will invest in us. I do have a lot of subtext when I talk, <laughs> so I think it'd be important. But that's a good point. There, I mean, if you look back even to like, 2004 election you're you've got some pretty middle of the ground john Kerry and and george bush right pretty by today's standards right i mean even in the middle even 2008 yeah 2012 too 2012 i mean honestly like it when we talk about 2008 um those two candidates were so Different, but they did not talk ill on each other. That's a great point. They respected each they other. They respected each other as, as, ca- as candidates as and made that very clear. And even, you know, when he lost, told everyone that it's going to be okay and that they should trust, you know, him to make these decisions and all that. And that is something that, I mean, we haven't seen. Yeah. In the last two ele- well, we haven't been able to see, I guess, and not only for presidential elections, I would say for almost every race. Yeah, it's become a slugfest. We were talking about wrestling before. I think we started recording mm-hmm. the WWE, but we talked about that on an earlier episode, where like the promo for the debates looked like it was a boxing, like a ticker of the tape. Right. They're facing off with their little gloves up, but it's just two old men, right, looking at each other. Right. It feels like a sporting event at this point which is a little scary roasting each other pointing it is it's a comedy central like roast it's to see who stops breathing yeah last (laughs) yeah which was like there were some close moments i wanted to bring out an inhaler no seriously that's what it started to feel like yeah it felt like i was at thanksgiving with both sides of the family like my dad's side my mom's side Uh, that was kind of what it felt like watching and i wasn't there to you know be the little dancing (laughs) symbol guy right look over here look over here we don't have to fight they but do that enough themselves. I guess so. I feel like they do, for sure. But it, it is interesting how polarizing it's going to get. And I, I do think it's might be on an upward, potentially. That might just be an optimistic view. 
yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I hopefully. Yes. The future's so uncertain right now, and I think you know once we this change of leadership happens, I think that'll be a big step in you know us getting our sanity back. Um, but I want to talk to you more about guns. Yeah. <laughs> back <laughs> um, to the guns. Killer segue. There's two. There's two law or bills on the on the floor for the house uh, for this upcoming um, session. One of them is training teachers to uh, hold a handgun in school. Yes, what and this is uh, the bill introduced by Jim Lucas. Yep. Um, so Jim Lucas and I have some history. <laughs> Jim Lucas has called me stupid in the state house, um, like screamed it across the grounds. He's a he's a very uh, grown man who baby child i don't know were you a minor when that yes oh, of so course. i was a minor and jim lucas called me stupid after trying to show me an article saying that um mom's demand action was um having the police go in to people's houses and take their guns and it was an article that he wrote <laughs> that he showed me as evidence so yeah jim lucas and i have a bit of a rocky past and here's the thing about that bill is that it's been shot down sorry for the <laughs> oh it's been uh rejected <laughs> twice now because uh well first it didn't um i believe it was the senate wanted to put on more restrictions and more training yep. for the bill and he said that was an infringement on the second amendment so he took it away yep. um and then another time he just knew he was going to lose took it back so now he's going to bring it back again. And here's the thing. This with is the third session in a row. That yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's bringing it back again. And. Third time's a charm. Thir I hope not. <laughs> so basically he wants to take funding from the school safety fund and put it towards arming teachers. The problem with this being there are already SROs, student resource officers in schools, but he would like to cut the funding and the training for them um, and put it towards teachers. Here's another thing. So when I went to testify against this bill um, in the Capitol building, there was another teacher there or former teacher uh, who came to testify in favor of the bill. Um, this individual uh, said that he would feel safer in his classroom if he was able to bear arms. Uh, he said, you know, he was an educator. He loved his students. Um, so we find out this educator was suspended from, I believe, Avon schools uh, uh, years prior uh, for biting the head off of a live bird in front of his students. Awesome. So basically, we just give him a gun so he can shoot off the bird's head yeah, next time. Cut right. Out the middleman. Right. So I feel like if you talk to any yeah. sensible person, they're going to tell you that they need someone in the schools. If there's going to be anyone with a gun in the school is someone who has actually had training so then we can put the school safety funds towards more training for those individuals i mean they need training they need diversity training they need um i mean there's not enough money going towards mm -hmm. these student resource officers um so cutting the funding for less training so teachers can carry their own guns it it just it just can't sit right. More guns are not the yeah. not the solution. I would 
Right. And it's just, and moms demand action, students demand action. We're not anti Mm-hmm. guns we're not anti you know carrying a gun having a gun in, in your home but it needs to be locked up safely it needs to you know be registered to you there has to be checks and balances and arming teachers so that they can teach better just i mean that's just not we just yeah. don't see the math adding up there also what's to say that like a student doesn't find out where that gun is being yeah. right or just takes it out of a whole you know yeah. what i mean like well, it's just so easy to get their hands on i was an asshole student mm-hmm. that's been well registered and i got in my fair share of uh, arguments with teachers in class and i'll tell you what it would add to the behavioral the disciplinary options if the teacher just whipped a glock on me right but <laughs> i don't think that's the way you de-escalate but we also <laughs> we hear about um teachers who are racist we're hearing about teachers who are like physically beating up kids uh especially black kids so now we want to give India, them that's allowed seriously teachers are allowed to beat their kids well isn't indiana still don't we still have in india india, india i know i know india oh. but in <laughs> indiana I, I i'm sorry but in indiana i think we still have corporal punishment from teachers, yeah, from teachers, teachers are allowed to as a legality physically right. punish their students, which right? Which was never exercised on me, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> I might have needed it. You just comes in and whips well, you. Yeah, <laughs> imagine how debilitating that would be. You if got I just paddled in front of the whole class. Been over, I would have never <laughs> talked again. But you would have transferred. I would have transferred. Well, what choice do you have? Yeah, everyone sees you getting paddled. paddled. Oh <laughs> no, you're out of there. But it, it it does raise an interesting question. We 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 talk all the time about the Stanford prison experiment. Right. Um, and how the abuse of power can happen. I mean, we see it fast. happen with cops. Yeah, we, we we actually just talked about that. We have an episode coming out soon. Don't right. ever reference our previous episodes ever again. Run it past us. We're going to oh, restart s- the recording. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But totally it, it, the Stanford prison experiment <laughs> has been shown with people that have training. Right. There can be an abuse of power. With people that don't have training, I mean, yeah. Right. Golly. Then all of a sudden... I have a gun. I'm in charge. Why are you even questioning my, you know, superiority? And yeah, it becomes a problem. I would probably have not made it through geometry. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I I was I bad. I talked back a lot. Right. Bad student. Geometry. Well, yeah, nobody likes you. And also, I mean, here's our thing: is that there, are, it's a hundred percent less likely for there to be someone getting hurt or killed by a gun if there's not a gun present. Yeah, that's a great stat. So as soon as you put a gun into the equation, there is the possibility of a gun injury or death. Yeah. While they're not there, the possibility isn't there. And I mean, that's, that's the risk that we're taking. Well, I bet the counter argument to that would be, uh, you went to Noblesville, right? Yes. So the Noblesville shooting happened uh, four years ago, three years ago? 2018. <laughs> Three years ago. Yeah. And uh, let's to say a teacher had a gun in that situation, that that shooter would not have been able to kill that teacher or those, well, you know. Th- that, I mean, no uh, one died. Nobody, Nobody died. Or the teacher that got hurt, sorry. Uh, no, yeah. Mr. Siemens, per- correct? Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, luckily, no one died in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what I would say back to that is that 
the high school was also told that there was a shooter in our building. So somehow there was a miscommunication where, I mean, the SWAT team, the FBI, everyone who was involved thought there was another shooter scheduled for our building, and that's what we were told. We were hiding in preparation of that, and the SWAT team started kicking down doors unannounced. And in that situation, how do you know that that's going to be the SWAT team or that's yeah. um, a shooter? Shit. If a teacher had a gun and they he, their door is getting kicked down, what are they going to do? They they don't have the to wait for what? They were told yeah. that there's a shooter. There's banging. Um, and it's one of those situations. Um, I believe it was the sheriff in Dallas who said that um, – you can't tell who the good guy is with the gun or the bad guy when everyone starts shooting. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's one of the most important points, and that's the point that I brought up to um, Representative Lucas as well as the other representatives who were hearing he that bill. three co-authors on that bad boy. Uh, they yeah. are a whole different story. I mean, But it's not like it's in war where people are wearing uniforms. That's a good point. It's not. No one has different colored lasers, different colored guns, whatever it is. Everyone right. looks the same with a weapon in hand. Right, yeah. right. And when, I mean, especially, I mean, you know, teachers, I want to assume, you know, everyone has great intentions, but no student is going to feel safer yeah. um, if their teacher's flashing a gun. I mean, like, I don't know... I just can't imagine seeing my teacher be strapped and me be like, yeah, I'm <laughs> safe in this classroom. Like, thank God that they're, yeah. you know. Well, that changes the whole dynamic of the classroom, as we were saying. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to pay attention in class if I saw my teacher with something holstered. No, we all already have ADHD. Oh, yeah. So now, now they get a gun, you know, it's just. Yeah. Well, I used to take the nameplate for my teacher's desks. I'm sure if they had a gun, I probably would have done it as a joke. <laughs> I know I shouldn't, but <laughs> I but knowing me, I would have taken a gun as a joke, and it wasn't. It wouldn't have been funny. I'm not saying it would have been funny. <laughs> Nobody would have been laughing. Right, you would have been in jail. I would have been in jail as a kid. Easily, I probably would have thought that was funny too. God, and that would have so been fucked, fucked up. up. I know that. it's fucked up. I just know me as a oh, person for sure. But okay, but you're right. in elementary school. Your oh, teacher I was has a gun. No, I'm talking <laughs> elementary school, oh. middle school type Ooh. shit. And I mean, I was a. Tr- I like to, you know, be the class clown and shit. So like, I don't know who says I wouldn't have done that as well. You know, uh, my stupid little brain would have been like, "This is gonna get everyone to love me. I'm, I'm gonna do something awesome right now." And um, I would have been in jail. But I don't think. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I don't think, knowing me and knowing the people I knew in high school, I don't think anyone would have felt safer. Right. With a gun in the classroom. But there's always going to be that counter argument. And then. And we also have to think about all the money involved yeah. with this bill. We have to think about the NRA ratings, which funds campaigns for people like Jim Lucas. Um, A-plus rating. This Right. This is a very clear A-plus rating uh, for them. Uh, no matter how many lives it may take or may risk – uh, a rating's a rating, and campaign funds are campaign funds to them. Um, but I, I think that students and the community has to be worth more than campaign funds. I refuse to believe that... Um, I, I, I hope that people see how campaign funds are being put before their own kids and their own kids' education um, and see that as a problem 
and vote on it like it's a problem um, because it is. And hopefully people, you know, are going to call their representatives and talk to their representatives and ask them to stand up to this bill because it's it's going to someone's going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. There's another bill on the floor uh, relating to guns. It is for handguns in Indiana. You do not have to have a permit to carry. Right. So here's here's some more problems with that. When there aren't permits, I mean, you get into the whole problem with illegal guns. Um, over 50% of Chicago's illegal guns are trafficked from Indiana because of our lax gun laws. Oh, they come here by those bad boys. I didn't there. know that. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is a terrifying percentage. So when people talk about Chicago's uh, gun violence with, you know, oh, they have Democratic leer- leaders, but look at their, you know, tough gun laws. It's not helping anyone. No, it's because our lax gun laws. Um, so really this permitless carry bill is another way for people to f- flash weapons in unnecessary manners, um, another loophole for people who are not supposed to have guns or who are buying in bulk to be trafficked. Um, And it also is going to make it easier for kids to be purchasing guns. I mean, and that's when we get into, like, how important it is for stricter gun legislation to be a national issue because... Illinois, their uh, problem with gun violence, we are feeding, we are literally feeding them homicides mm-hmm. by this. Yeah. I mean, and if we matched their gun laws, it would be significant. I mean, pe- lives would be saved, and that's like not even being dramatic because so many guns, and not we're not even talking just handguns. We are talking, you know, well, military uh, grade. Oh, we're yeah. talking big guns um and it it would just be so simple by you know strengthening our background checks um not even you know entertaining permitless carry um it it's just a matter of you know a lot of campaign money uh, i mean a lot of that's involved i wish it was that easy right right i i mean and it's hard because I think some people truly believe that uh, it's like a snowball effect. Like, oh, you know, once once they get everyone to have a permit, then they just are going to take all the guns, you know. And you see a lot of a lot of people like genuinely thinking that, um, but really, that's not the case. I mean, if you're able to purchase a gun legally, nothing that you know, our organization stands for is going to interfere with that, you know? Yeah, you're, you're s- not knocking, going door to door and taking people's guns. Right, right. And not I According to Jim Lucas. According to Jim Lucas, that is exactly <laughs> what we're doing, and we're having the SWAT team go in and of get course. it. He also authored that bill, same co-authors. Right. He authored the other bill, same co-authors. So yeah. he seems like a very, uh, very gun-friendly guy. Well, he also um, has said some seriously terrible things he's posted racist memes on facebook no way yeah i never saw it coming out of that i know (laughs) can you believe it um yelling at a minor in a senate house made me think he was a good guy have you ever been on that battle floor bro no it is 
insane. I've never been. So I've testified for a bunch of mental health bills okay, on nice. the floor. And uh, I went for a field it's, trip. It's, it's a battlefield on that floor. It's Yeah, it, it's, a, it's scary because you also see so many people looking back at you that are like, shut up, yeah. shut up. I mean, you see, you know. In Indiana, it's just a b- bunch of old white dudes. Oh, it is. And that was scary more than anything. Yeah. I, you know, standing up there and. Um, that yeah. took a lot of courage. Uh, yeah, it was it was hard. I in mean, in front of such a pro gun uh, legislation. Right. I mean, I definitely, you know, I Chuck Goodrich, um, his his daughter used to be involved in my group. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he uh, got elected, she had to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, and I met her during the Noblesville shooting because I sat in front of her against in our hiding spot, and she let me use her phone to contact my parents because none of our phones were working, and hers just happened to um, have enough service to at least get one text through. Um, and it's just it's so interesting that these guys are willing to put forth these bills before their own family's interests, you know, Um not to well i don't think it i don't i don't think they pass these bills because it doesn't affect them right it's there's such a disconnect between our 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 makers of legislation and the people that actually have to abide by it well it's almost object permanence if it's Mm -hmm. not right in front of you if it's not affecting you what's the damage right right and we're also talking about i mean um these guys carry jim lucas at least does carry in the Capitol nope. building, because um, you know, you never know. Why not? You right. Never know. His briefcase uh, also is like paint. It's there's a boy carrying like an yeah, he's automatic really rifle. Yeah, he's of course. really pro gun. Yeah, like so. And I mean, his Facebook is filled with, you know, there's a picture of a gun sitting on top of the Constitution, because because it wrote it, right? Yeah, the gun. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. His you know handgun. Mm-hmm. With the pen attachment? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the John Hancock. A little, little ink and feather mm-hmm. kind of thing. John Handgun. <laughs> John Hand, yeah. Signed the biggest mm-hmm. signature. John Hand Glock. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's my joke of the day. But bad memes all around. Like, kind of scary, messed And again, up that's why bit. we're here, to discuss yeah. my memes. Oh, no, no, I wasn't oh. talking about you. <laughs> I was talking about Mr. Lucas's. No, we're still talking about my memes. No, 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 no. Okay, we're I talking d- about I didn't say Lucas's. Y- you said, I said bad memes, and you're like, oh, he's coming at my memes. <laughs> oh, well, you know. I was talking about uh, Jim yeah, Lucas's Yeah, no, Jim Lucas Facebook is memes. just, you know, and this is on behalf of myself, not on behalf of the organization. Yeah, you, yeah. I, um, you have better memes. Again. All my homies hate Jim Lucas. <laughs> no, anything I say <laughs> is not on behalf of the organization. We'll do a disclaimer. At yes, the okay, too. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, a lot of this is my personal. But when it comes to the bills, what I'm saying, you know, that's that's something that we all work on and is. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm right there with you battling these we don't want to Republicans and en- encapsulate you in anything. No, we'll, we'll do a disclaimer. <laughs> okay. <at the> beginning. <laughs> okay. Also, I have a problem of derailing conversation so we'll do another disclaimer at the beginning that anything you say after i say something 
<laughs> it doesn't have to count. Okay. It doesn't have to count. It doesn't exist. It did, as far as I'm concerned. Now, what if I run for office someday, and instead of any of the things we brought up earlier, they just show this podcast? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're well, fucked now. <laughs> see, here's the thing. I also want to run for office, and I've said some pretty crazy things on okay. this podcast. I'll run, I'll run too. You got nothing to worry Joey, about. I don't know. Sit I want, down. I wanted to be involved. Joey, you can be my video guy. That's... <laughs> Joey's the comms guy. Hmm. Yeah, you're good at that stuff. I'm not. I, I just open up GarageBand. <laughs> you you treat me like a wizard. I do think you're a wizard, bro. I can't do that shit. He is. He is. I so sad. Your I'll run for office. Hey, I was student body president, which this means is true. that I um sometimes I did a homecoming. Okay. You put on prom your senior year. I did not put on. You're prom. You're junior. Year? I didn't put on prom. At HSC, they uh, it was like the incoming class was like the prom. Joey prom hates people. prom. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Joey's anti. prom I'm anti prom. <laughs> um, but public office, if you're ever really public, really considering, aren't you majoring in um, pre-law? Plan yeah. Right now? So I'm studying legal studies and pre-law and women and gender studies at Ball State. Um, and I don't know exactly. I mean, I want to go to law school. Fly high. That's their motto, right? Uh, I think so. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. No, fly it used to be chirp, chirp. It's fly high now, I swear. I think we say both, maybe. Neither of us have ever. Obviously, I have a lot of school spirit. Uh, of course. <laughs> I'm well, obviously very involved. I've seen in your Dave aspect. Letterman shrine. A little yes. freaky. Yeah. No. But yeah. I have a stone statue of Dave A little Letterman. tiny little statue. No, not tiny. Oh, a big. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> So you're, <laughs> you're on the pre-law track. It's um, we fly. We, we fly. fly. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and you, you're con- are you considering going to law school? Or is that the plan? As of that's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah, definitely law school. Um, yeah, LSAT, not multiple choice. I'm pretty sure it's multiple choice. <laughs> we were just talking about this. I'm pretty sure it's. I mean, there's there's a part. Yeah. The one I took, uh, it you was an online. Did not take LSAT. dot org slash awesome. And I took it, and I got a perfect, perfect score for Joey. Twelve hundred. That's literally not what it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you have an idea of what lies. you want your concentration to be in law school? So I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I I feel like, it, you know, I still have time. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm a sophomore. What about uh, tort law? Yeah, I would. I just like die. saying that word. Yeah, you know, I. I took a tort law class and like it was interesting. I'm a big constitutional. I'm, I'm going. I want to go to law school as well. So I'm a I'm a big constitutional law guy. Yeah. See, I want to work in like civil rights and um, eventually. I mean, I would like to be doing pro bono work for like women in domestic violence shelters and safe houses, mm-hmm. um, because obviously they lack legal resources, um, and that's kind of my end goal. Now, what I'm gonna do exactly to get there i'm not sure but i'm sure i'll figure it out yeah yeah Yeah, i've been so i've been thinking about law school is expensive so very expensive ways to get myself through law school i was like maybe i could teach you know be a little teacher during law school just a little teacher (laughs) just walking around doing my little teaching do a little lunch pail (laughs) yeah (laughs) no yeah bring my lunch pail to school Mm -hmm. we're very pro teacher on the podcast oh we love we love teachers we do my parents are teachers Yes. They're great people. I've been inside. They deserve way more money than they get. They do. Joey's met my parents. I've met her parents. Very lovely people. They're lovely home. They oh, are you guys like Thank dating you. or something? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, we had a Snapchat streak. <laughs> we had a really long time. That's actually how In I high met school. you. I think was. I think I slid into your DMs. To I be think honest. you did. Yeah. Let's go. 
Those are the days. I'm not <laughs> knuckle touching you for that. But uh, both your parents are teachers. Why not? Yeah. This is a professional podcast. Okay, that, well, that hurt my feelings, but it's no, fine. We'll move on. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. I'm just saying that government careers are on the line here. No, they are. You're and right. And if someone right. hears a knuckle touch, Representative Jim Jordan, or Senator Jim Jordan. Uh, Luke, Luke. Luke. Jim Lucas. I know Jim Lucas. I was oh, talking about okay, Jim, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan from Ohio. From Ohio. Yeah. He plays the recording, and he goes, did you watch the knuckle touch happen? <laughs> and then you have to say yes, because you don't want to perjure yourself. Right. I'm, I'm sworn in. I'm... What is it? Right hand up? Right hand up, left hand down. On the Bible or whatever? Yeah. Did you hear about this? Okay, so a Muslim got elected in Alabama, and there was a uh, Republican lawmaker there, and he was talking about how she didn't use the Bible to swear in. Right. Oh, yeah. A couple years back. No, this was this, like, election cycle. I feel like it happened. I mean, because it's happened happened before before as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and he was talking about how you're supposed to use the Bible to swear yourself in and shit like that. Yeah, it was was interesting. And this is why it's also technically, I mean, it's illegal for um, any sort of religious reference Mm -hmm. to be in courtrooms. Or, like it is, you can't have uh, the Ten Commandments listed in a courtroom because... Not everybody's Christian, and I feel like that's just got lost in translation yeah. somewhere. I don't know why we keep – again, this is on behalf of myself. Um, but, yeah, we keep hearing about – I mean, people so um, offended by people just not being Christian. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we um, talked about a study in one of my classes that was like, People voted on what would be most concern, like the most concerning trait for someone to have, or like life practice, I guess, for someone to have to be president. And um, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but basically, their most concerned was it, they would not want someone who's an atheist oh. to be president. Um, I, I bet, like on a moral standpoint, from a perceived moral standpoint, I guess. Right. Like, and I, I think people are so scared of just yeah religion i don't know different religions than their own um or you know you hear people say that christianity isn't taught enough in school and why isn't my kid getting taught christian values in public school well because not everybody's christian well going back to our dream bodious president john f kennedy i mean when he was elected he was a catholic which was like I know nowadays it's kind of more accepted, but even back back then that was like a that's a cult, man. Huge. Thi- no, I wasn't <laughs> saying that. I just meant like because it no, wasn't no, no, that was like the thought process. I'm saying that was yeah, like okay. the thought process. Yeah, because it wasn't overtly Christian. That was still, but I I would have voted for him for the eyes. But that was a big problem back then. And then w- what you were talking about with the Alabama lawmaker, that's been a problem over and over and over again. Where people are like, well, I mean, if it's not the Christian thing you're doing. And it's not really the American thing. And I think right. at some point, American values got intertwined with Christian values in the beginning. Right. Which is yeah, what we I were trying to escape. I think people keep seeing, yeah, that correlation that um, just, I mean, really isn't there. And what, who are we to say these are American values? And these, you know, um, I feel like lawmakers just need to be thinking about what their constituents need and what they need to survive and to prosper in their environment um, instead of talking about, 
um, you know, who used what to swear in, like, that does not make anyone more or mm. less qualified than the next person. It's how are they going to represent um, the people who voted them in. And, you know, we keep keep seeing that brought up, and I it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I could use one fish, two fish, three fish well, to swear in. When right. I was sworn in as student body president, I used All a right, Jimmy Joey. John's menu, which I understand you have a personal attachment to. Very deeply, yeah. I do as well, and I swore in with that, and that caused a big buzz in the C Hallway of Fisher's <laughs> High School. Is that right? Yeah, that was the talk of the town. Mm. Everyone was like, he got a number six original after he swore in, and I was like, hell yeah, he I did. got the veggie? I don't eat meat. Yeah, he's a vegetarian. You didn't know that? For a oh, decade. Oh, yeah. When we went to Wendy's, the one place <laughs> I can't get anything. <laughs> you get french fries. I made Joey take me on a date, and then we went to Wendy's, because I wanted Wendy's, and then he was like, by the way, I'm a vegetarian. I should have opened with it. I apologize. But the number six from Jimmy John's, arguably the best sandwich. Uh, is it like double cheese, a little bit of guac on that bad boy? Yeah. I don't like guac, so I get the guac off. Or it's not guac, though. It's avocado it's spread. Thank yes. you very much. Well it's it's like avocado ranch. Come on, guys. No, that's No, it's that's not. Different. There's the kicking ranch, that's the and then oh. there's the avocado spread. God, Joey, You just please. don't know anything. Joey. I'm useless. I worked at Jimmy John's for six months. I'm taking the rest of the podcast off. <laughs> you said this last time. Stop throwing tantrums. I throw a lot of tantrums. That's okay. Um, but so not only are you pre-law, but what else? I'm, I'm sorry, I should know. No, yeah. So legal studies, pre-law, and women and gender studies is yeah. my, women and gender studies is my minor. That's your minor, and yeah. how, how does that sort of fold in, or is that are you looking at it from a different perspective? I'm looking at that for the work that I plan to do with victims of violence, mm-hmm. uh, sexual violence, physical violence, emotional. Um, as part of my end goal and just also something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how, how I look at that. Do you want to get a master's like in anything, or are you just going, boom, four years undergrad, law school? I think I'm just going to do straight law school, mm-hmm. honestly. And you ha- Obviously, you have such a long time. I'm a junior, but right. have you looked in anywhere? Like, Do you want to go East Coast, West Coast? It really is going to depend on scholarships. I mean, I'm going to be, you know, paying for it. And, um, yeah, it really depends. I'll probably stay at IU for law school. Yeah. Go to the Mauer. It's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Than going to, like, NYU. Oh. Yeah, well, if you can snag a trip to Harvard, I know they do a good amount of help with financial. But, again, not everyone's like me and can get into Harvard Law. Yeah. Which I understand. Yeah. It's... Joey, please stop. If I boasting. could give you, if I could give you a modicum of can I have the brain. a recommendation? Yes. Perfect. Thank of you. Of course. But I don't even know outside of Harvard and East schools what is like a solid law school in the Midwest. Loyola. Loyola. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. DePaul. DePaul or, or DePaul. DePaul. I don't. I don't know. Fucking Notre Dame. The L or Notre w. Dame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah. They, they've got a lot going on there. Um. They sure do. No, but when it comes to law school, bro, it's literally coasts. Yeah, but I heard, is it true that it doesn't well, matter the law school you go to nowadays? It, li- it like used to be a lot more. Well, there was a study done that um, people, they looked at all the Supreme Court judges that are mm-hmm. in, or court judges, district courts, appellate courts, whatever. They looked at all those people and where they went to school. Most of them are going to be Ivy Leagues. People who didn't go to any of the Ivy League schools didn't even get a nod. Uh. <laughs> and so it's literally like the choice you make when you're yeah. 21, 22. 
affects you. Affects if you're gonna be an appointed judge. Oh my god. <laughs> they don't even look at you, bro. If you don't like. No, you don't get. I use like I use a pretty good school when it comes to like the business aspect or whatever it may be. Like that's a good school. IU, IU Bloomington is right, a great. Right, like private law. Yeah, it's a good school. Yeah. And and when you you graduate and you expect you know my degree means the world, right? And you go and see that these people that are at the highest level of court or courts, they don't even get the nod if they didn't go to Yale or Harvard or Stanford. Wow. or. And <laughs> there are still smart people that come out of these other schools. Well, do you think it might be like quasi-nepotism at this point? Because if this generation before it was all Ivy League and they're the ones making the decisions, do you think they might be just – like network, quote unquote, networking. Inclined to pass it on. Inclined to, to pass modern. it on to next Harvard. Maybe. Brown. I mean, Trump went to Penn State. Yeah. Well, he's not a Supreme Court justice. But like, when Is you he? when you <laughs> when yes. you talk about when you talk about check the news the like ACB. Yeah. She went to an Ivy League school. Okay. And she doesn't even know the First Amendment. Yeah, we were just talking about that. <coughs> That's um. That's Amy tripping. Coney Barrett, dead oh, yeah. the First Amendment. That's like tripping on the kickoff. You just, like, right. that's the first thing. Yeah. yeah. You think you'd, in the mirror before, the night before, you're like, all right, I got to know the first one. Well, I mean, you know, technically to be appointed to the Supreme Court, you don't need a law degree. Really? No, you don't have to be a lawyer. No, you can be a normal Joe. Joey. Yeah. You could be appointed, Joey. Oh, we, we, we don't need to even put that into words. <laughs> I don't want to accidentally manifest that for hey, anyone. Indiana Supreme Court, you're all over that. I don't want to manifest it. So if everyone – now think about that. <laughs> please quiet down. Please, everyone I can hear calm you. Down. Stop perceiving me while you're Sorry. out, everybody. Close but your eyes. I didn't realize that you didn't have to have a law degree. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. The the. I mean, I think I looked it up, and I don't know if – anyone ever has been appointed that didn't mm -hmm. or if they were it was not recently right in the annals right um i'm not a hundred percent certain i me and my roommates looked it up though because i mean when you talk about amy coney barrett she's never been in a courtroom mm -hmm. she's never you know and now she holds the highest right by the way if you live in muncie emily is looking for a roommate i am yes <laughs> i have one more room in my house open uh please Rent is cheap in Muncie. Is it really? Fill it. Yeah. Help our girl out, guys. I pay like two forty five in rent. Oh my god. Oh, I'm at like four thirty in Bloomington. I share a bathroom and I'm at four hundred. Yeah, and I'm in a house. Wow. Like yeah. Like we have a nice house. We have a big backyard with a fire Make your pit. Sales pitch. Make your sales pitch. No, I am. Um the room that we have left, it's a it's a very nice room. You, you know, her closet. Her uh, we have right a now. Beautiful living room. She changed to use car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful living room. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Please. <laughs> Please interrupt me. Ask me anything. <laughs> Ask me anything. I'll take your questions all day long. So you have a vacancy and now you're pushing out. If you want to reach out to her about it, if it sounds nice, the nice living room, fire. To uh, fire. Open concept. It's all on fire. Open concept. Water, closed concept. Air. Uh,. Do you not watch Close. HGTV? I mean, not really. This is embarrassing. I know. I'm sorry. Maybe <laughs> some hugs and kisses <clears throat> included. Yeah, maybe. Um, but we'll have her Twitter linked in the description. Do you want to do that? No. We'll have right. someone else's Twitter that can put you into <laughs> contact <laughs> with Emily. You my, my own spokesperson. Reach out to me. <coughs> Follow Joey. Follow me Ask at Joey's underscore. Yeah. 
And if you pass my series of tests, I'll give you Perfect. the contact information. Is one of the tests the LSAT? One of the tests is the LSAT, <laughs> and it's all multiple, all multiple choice. choice. And all the answers are And it's are out C. of 1,200. <laughs> out of 1,200. What is the LSAT out of? And how is it different Isn't than it the like bar? You guys don't have to answer these questions. Yeah. Some, yeah. I want to say it's lower than 100. Well. I don't know. There are, I mean, there are multiple sections, and you don't get graded on all of them, but all of them get sent to your potential law schools. So, like, you submit a writing sample with it. Okay. The writing sample isn't graded, but it's going to be sent to all of your potential choices for school. Okay. So. I'm sorry for asking questions. I know, honest to God, nothing about laws, lawyers, courts, judges, Supreme Court, legislation, Senate, House, judicial, executive, country, state, Uh planet. So. Earth. Earth. I don't know anything about it. Universe. It's a little marvel. I know that, but I'm, uh, that's not my role here. So <laughs> You're yeah. simply asking questions. Yeah. and Nobody runs up to me and they're like, Joey, wh- what's the Third Amendment? And I'm like, ah, don't put British people in there. <laughs> in where? I don't know. We don't know. I didn't read Just that. Just anywhere. I took AP Gov and we only would have like the first three words on the Quizlet. So I just remember don't put British. <coughs> You're an interesting guy, Joey. You're really smarty pants when you really when you really think about it. Like we don't have you're, to. You're a revolutionary man of this time. I am the Leonardo da Vinci of this this era. Yes, man. A true Renaissance man. We yes, could man. say that. We could. We could. I don't think anyone but should. But will we? <laughs> no. Hey, how about know. we uh, get up back on topic? How does that sound? We could. Why are you both looking at me <laughs> as if I'm the Matt? Well, well, yeah. Okay. Um, you were. At Noblesville High School, when the Noblesville shooting happened, that was a ninety-degree turn. I'm sorry. Could you please, could you please walk us through that day? Yeah, so I can actually walk you through, um, you know, that day, and then I'll give you kind of a rundown of the days after as well. Um, so yeah, May twenty-fifth, twenty eighteen, there was a shooter at Noblesville West Middle School, right, and I was. At the high school, I was a junior, a junior. Um, I believe I was in my second block of the day. Um, and we started to get uh, texts from siblings. Um, people were starting to freak out, thinking maybe there was something going on. Um, so someone in my class turned on the police scanner and um, there were reports that, you know, there were people shot. Uh, I think they said one might be dead. Um, And I mean, that's when I think we started to panic. And as soon as that panic kind of set is when our Dean came over the intercom, you know, a mess. I mean, he screaming, crying, um, assume Alice positions, which is mm-hmm. the active shooter drill. Um, assume Alice positions. You know, this is not a drill. And that's, I think, when everyone really started to panic. I mean, turning off the lights, uh, boarding up doors, putting, you know, you you can't tell. You don't know what's going on. You hear, you know, people shouting. Um, what we then found out was the SWAT team, you know, kicking down mm-hmm. doors and all. But at the time, you don't n- know what 
those sounds are or they're coming from. I mean, we heard them running above us, which, I mean, could have been students trying to get back to their classes or the SWAT team. I don't really know. But it was, I mean, we were told that there was a shooter in our building. And I think one of the most terrifying parts is the internet was just out. You couldn't get a hold of anyone. My dad is a high school teacher, so he was just down the hall from me. My little brother at the time was in eighth grade, and we didn't know which middle school this was happening at. And my brother and mom, my mom is an eighth grade teacher. So, you know, we're hearing this, you know, it's the seventh grade seventh grade hallway and things like this. Um, but we didn't know what middle school. I didn't know. Um, I had no way of getting hold of my family. No one, no one did. Uh, we really were just in the dark on what was going on other than what we heard on the police scanner, um, which didn't seem good. And on top of that, what, you know, what our principal's voice would have made it seem. Um, it, yeah, and we, I think, hid for probably 40 minutes without any updates. Um, nobody came over the intercom. We just sat there in silence. I mean, people were crying. It was a mess. And then it gets lifted. And, I mean, you're confused. You're terrified. I mean, everyone is long past anxiety at this point. It's just yeah. panic. I mean, just absolute panic. What's going on? Um, a lot of the middle schoolers actually went through it twice because when the um, – Alice, the code red came through. Uh, they were currently being bused from West Middle School into the high school. So as they're being brought into the auditorium, they are told that there's another shooter. Oh. And now they're hiding in the bleachers thinking that it's happening again. Uh, and my dad was part of uh, – he was on prep, or so on break. Mm -hmm. um, and he was helping get students into – the uh, gym when obviously uh, they had to stop and hide and barricade but I think he says one of the most haunting parts of that was watching those kids go through it again yeah. uh, you know some of them just saw their friend get shot and now they're told that there's another person uh, wishing more harm onto them and it was just double traumatizing for these kids and then now you have a school of 3,000 kids who are also traumatized for no apparent reason as it comes mm -hmm. out afterwards that there wasn't a shooter in our building um, and that the threats weren't credible. Um, so that was uh, May 25th, which was a Friday, I believe. Um, and part of, part of my story when it comes to the days afterwards is uh, I was involved in an incident with um, a partner who was incredibly abusive and I think it was nine days after the uh, Noblesville West shooting um, I was threatened with a gun from him and so the thing about it is, is that I feel like growing up right now, there's no way to avoid 
this trauma when it comes to gun violence, I mean, and or losing someone uh, by gun uh, or having someone, you know, you love and care about injured by a gun. It's it's something that is almost a universal experience at this point. And how tragic is it that that's the way it is? And I think getting involved with this movement through Students Demand Action in every town um, has really helped me, you know, progress past this and turn it into something um, that I feel not only passionate about, but I feel like will work. I mean, the solutions that um, we work on, I, I feel so confident and um, passionate about. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, really all anyone wants is to just feel safe. And uh, I, I think that this organization does a really great job making people feel that way and moving in the right direction to where that can be a universal feeling. And it doesn't have to be anymore that this is an experience that so many people have. I mean, even if you haven't been directly traumatized by a gun you have um you know kids going through active shooter drills which are incredibly traumatizing and proven to not really do anything except traumatize kids i mean i mean when the when the time came we knew what to do but it wasn't because we didn't have enough alice training that there were all these problems it was just because in that moment of crisis and like absolute terror no one knows what to do yeah you know what i mean easily well and i think it's good that you became involved in a network because even though you were in a shared environment it can also be so isolating that sort of trauma and has that do you think that's really helped you yeah i think it has um i'm you know, going to, you know, Noblesville is a pretty good-sized school, yeah. too. And, I mean, even in college now, when we had in-person classes, like, last year, it was a barrier for myself and some other Noblesville students that I know to get over um, professors leaving their doors open during yeah. class. After the shooting, no one left their doors open teachers rearranged their seats so kids didn't have to sit by the door because that was traumatizing um and then you get to college and the doors are open anyone can walk in at any time that was um that still when someone walks in past when class starts i i you know i'm looking around i'm yeah it's just and that just gets like embedded in you in the way you act um but I guess that's what trauma does. I mean, that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but this group, especially being able to be a survivor fellow, that gives you a whole nother network of mm-hmm. wonderful people to be able to, um, even though we, none of us have the same experience, we're from all over the country, um, we all are passionate about this work and feel like that this work is bringing some sort of justice to the pain that we feel um and yeah i mean it is a really awesome network of people and um 
you know, obviously it's all virtual right now, but hopefully we'll get to, you know, see each other soon because, I mean, it, I mean, that's, you know, the finest mm -hmm. therapy you yeah. can get right is there collective. is just all of us yeah. um, being able to support each other. I mean, it is a really, really great support system. How could someone get involved in so, yeah, there are a few different ways to get involved. Um, you can text JOIN to 6... Uh, JOIN spelled J-O-I-N. That would be how you spell All it. All capitals? Uh, yes. Because I know for most of the yeah the robo-text, it's all capitals. Right. So it's going to be... Okay, text STUDENTS if you're a student. So text STUDENTS, S-T-U-D-E-N-T-S. -E if you didn't know how to spell STUDENTS. Just in case. Better safe than sorry. S uh, to 64433. And that's how you're going to be able to find your like local chapter. Mm -hmm. um, so and this students is. Students to 6433. 64433. Three. Two fours, two threes, one six. What about our Belgium guys and girls? Um, <laughs> if you want to start a group in Belgium, all three of you should get together. There's and five now, actually. There's five? Yeah, we I got, told her the wrong We got Peru, Belgium, wow. uh, Scotland. Ireland. So if that connects you with a local chapter. Yes, that connects you with a local chapter. Um, and we also, there Moms Demand Action, of mm -hmm. course. Um, and you can also go to the website. Uh, if you don't have a la local chapter, um, you're able to find out through there. And it also helps you create your own chapter. If your university doesn't have a chapter, that's something uh, that you could do through that as well. Uh, StudentsDemandAction.org. Um, it's another great resource, and that's also going to have data and research. Um, every town does all of our data, and you'll be able to find um, stats on every um, black trans person killed with a gun uh, in the country. I mean, really good specific yeah. facts that uh, they work very, very hard on that's um, a really great resource. I mean, if you're interested in learning more about the effects of gun violence um, and also uh, if you're interested in the gun laws in your state, you're able to look up your state and look at your state's laws and also put in your zip code and find very specific information to where you live. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you for it. having very powerful. me. Of course. Uh, it really was an honor to have you on the on the podcast. I know it's I'm been a long time coming. We're saluting across from six feet away, we are if anyone's wondering. We are more than six feet. That was on my doing. I wanted to just give us some distance. I wanted to get yeah. as far away from you as I possibly could. And could. I appreciate that. This is a long time coming. I think uh, um, I almost just, I don't know why I'm choked up. Uh, I He's so emotional. It's a residual of the, <laughs> I was going to say something stupid too, but. I think it. Um, it's a long time coming. I think we first met sophomore year of high school that at the state speech meet. Yes. And Again, met is a stretch because. Yeah. Whatever, pal. Whatever. Whatever, buddy. But uh, I'm glad it's full circle. It's yeah. good to talk to you. And again. here we are. Here we are. Here we are, and we met at a wrestling. Yeah, I mean, not m again. Met's a, Met's a stretch. Met's <laughs> a strong word. I. Uh, I saw you at a wrestling. Okay, <laughs> I exi we existed at the same time and yeah. space. Here we are, four years later, circling back. Circling so back around. Now we're doing a podcast. Yeah, I mean, this is how it everything ends. Everything ends with a podcast. Everything ends with a podcast. And begins. And begins. Um, but any last messages for our supporters, listeners? 
You know, you want anything important you had to say? You know, other than the forty-five minutes you just <laughs> did, you can shout out your <laughs> meme page. Uh, I'm not gonna shout out my meme page. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, anything like that. What is that? What is your handle? Well, I'll throw it in there. But if you okay. want to see it, well, Joey's got you covered. I All think. Right. Then. Well, well we appreciate you. Yep. Hey, everybody, stay masked up and uh, stay beautiful. See you next time. Kisses. Hello, welcome to the outro. I'm Ranveer. And I'm Joey. And I am so glad that you guys were able to listen to this fantastic episode with Emily. Uh, we talked a lot about Moms Demand Action and a lot of common sense gun laws. Yeah, we, I think that was one of my favorite conversations we've had so far on the podcast. Emily was gracious enough to open up to us um, and share her story. And again, if you want to get involved, please go listen to the last 30 seconds, a minute of our conversation when she lists all the resources uh, for you to get involved if you were stirred or if you had something inside of you that that felt a call to action please check out those resources and if you're feeling generous don't forget to give us a fi- follow like review on any of our uh, platforms and don't forget to stay beautiful and uh, mask up what am I supposed to do Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.